Sony. Hello, Canada. Today's date is March 30th, 2023. Welcome to a special edition of Canadian Common Sense Breaking News Special. It is Tony in Saskatchewan. And Lewis out here in BC. All right, so we've got a big story here, at least as far as Canadian common sense is concerned. And I'll be perfectly honest, I don't know what the breaking story is, but Lewis texted me earlier and said, we need to do a show, stat. So, Lewis, what are we talking about today? Well, today uh, was the day that the Mass Casualty Commission released their report. And uh, this is the uh, commission that investigated what happened with the Nova Scotia shooter. And they're, they're uh, from 2020, which led to the uh, May of 2020 ordering council ban on assault style firearms, which I put in air quotes. Um, and uh, their objective when they had that commission was to investigate what happened, where things broke down, what recommendations they would make to prevent this, this specific event from happening again. So the report is like a thousand pages long, but there is a, uh, like a, you, you gotta skip the whole thing and just go to the recommendations at the end on page 984. And the recommendations are what the commission was set out to do, right? They set out to put a list of recommendations out uh, on how to prevent this from ever happening again. And uh, so I have that list of recommendations and Tony, I'm going to go through them one by one. And I want you to tell me would that recommendation have ever prevented what happened in Nova Scotia in the spring of 2020? Can't wait. Okay. The first recommendation, and it's a weird one, learn from the success of Australia, the UK, and New Zealand gun bans. Wait, what? Yeah. Learn from gun bans and that somehow is going to prevent the shooting from happening again. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're supposed to learn from the success of those gun bans. But here's the thing. Those gun bans weren't successful. No, like, there's more guns in Australia now than there was before the Port Arthur shooting. Yeah. Like Australia actually like the. Um, uh, they say that less than 20% of the guns in Australia were turned in when they banned them. Wow. So I don't see how that was successful. And the UK, they banned guns after one mass shooting that they had. And they called it a success because they haven't had one since. Well, they never had one before that one either. So it's like, I, I, this is, it's a stupid recommendation because it doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, okay. Number two, uh, long 
Oh, they, okay. So the commission welcomes the long overdue changes like banning the mini 14 ranch rifle. Would that oh, have prevented, would that, would that have prevented the Nova Scotia shooting uh, incident? Absolutely not. And we have said on this show so many times that the piece of garbage who, who committed this act didn't follow Canadian gun laws anyway and got his firearms from the United States. Yeah. And a Mini-14 wasn't even used. Correct. Uh, number three, they recommend a full ban on all semi-auto handguns, shotguns, and rifles that discharge centerfire ammunition and are designed to accept detachable magazines with capacities of more than five rounds. Where have we heard that before, Tony? Whoa, uh, I remember us talking about that on, on this very show. Yeah, but that that is almost word for word part of the C-21 amendment that was revoked in January. That is word for word, in fact. Good call. The uh, Now, would that full ban have stopped the Nova Scotia shooter? As a matter of fact, it would not have. No. And the reason? Again, because he, A, got his firearms from the United States. One of the firearms he actually got from the RCMP officer that he killed. So we're not dealing with uh, he didn't have a semi-auto. <laughs> well, he, yeah, and I mean, and the and the, and a full ban on semi-auto rifles and shotguns and in Canada would not have stopped him because he smuggled his guns from the U.S. Yep. Next one: prohibit magazines that have the ability to accept more than five rounds to close the. So that means banning the pinned magazines to close the loopholes they say would that have stopped the nova scotia shooter as a matter of fact no it would not have stopped the nova scotia shooting exactly uh the next one require a pal to possess ammunition would that have stopped the nova scotia shooter well, of course it wouldn't have, because just like his guns, he had ammunition from the United States. Right. Require a pal to buy magazines. Would that have stopped the Nova Scotia shooter? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, no, actually, that would not have stopped the Nova Scotia shooter. And you would be right. Um, only allow purchase of ammunition for a gun that the user is licensed for. Would that have stopped the Nova Scotia shooter? As a matter of fact, it would not. Because again, yeah. where did he get his firearms? Exactly. And now there's a problem with this because that what that recommendation is saying, if you read between the lines, is that we need a registry. Yep. And the and now ammunition is not sold per gun it's sold by caliber so you can't say that they can only buy and, and besides if you're if you're going to go shoot guns with your friend or you're going to the, the range with a friend or you're going hunting and 
you're borrowing a rifle or you're using your friend's rifle at the range or whatever, and you want to bring your own ammunition, well, good, you can't. Sorry, you can't. Um, next one, introduce limits on amounts of ammo stockpiled or stored in a home. Well, A, go F yourself, and B, again, that would not have stopped the Nova Scotia shooter. Yeah. And besides, like, what the hell does that have to do with what happened? Like, exactly. I mean, I'm sorry, but I have a lot of ammo and I buy it when it, when I, when there's a special on or something like that, like, and, and ammunition is hard to find sometimes. And so, uh, because anybody who out there who doesn't own a firearm, there are oftentimes firearm or sorry, ammunition shortages. And so when it's in stock, you buy it. And uh, so, I mean, it, it's, I have a lot of ammo myself and it's, and it's because I, I like to, to target shoot and I'm a hunter, but I like to target shoot. And that takes a lot of ammo to target shoot. Sure does. Yeah. Uh, okay. And how draconian is that, by the way, to limit the amount that you're allowed to have? No kidding. That's uh, um, well, a lot of this stuff so far is just, None of the government's goddamn business in my mind, but. Yeah. Uh, okay, next one. Reform classifications and definitions for prohibited firearms to encompass more firearms. Oh, Where... my God. Yeah, I mean, this is right out of Bill C-21. Totally is. I mean, okay, and now the next one. Remove prohibited guns from owners. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to go out on a limb again here. And since we've already mentioned that the Nova Scotia shooter smuggled those firearms from Maine, that that is not going to stop the Nova Scotia shooter. No. Um, remove. Pro oh, oh, sorry. I just read that one. Um, litany of global stuff, UN regulations and such. I don't know. I, okay. First of all, I don't know what the hell that meant. Yeah. Um, but UN regulations, like, I'm sorry, take a, take a long walk off a short pier because I am not going to be regulated by the UN. I'm sorry. No way. Exactly. Um, CFO, so Chief Firearms Officer, spousal support line be renamed and manned 24-7 and publicized so any citizens can use it to report a person that they feel could be violent with their firearms. First of all, hard pass, but that one I could actually see potentially stopping a future Nova Scotia shooter. Yeah, because his, his common law wife and him had had some problems, and she actually would have benefited from that. So, well, so there's in one. Fact, in fact, I believe she did. Uh, although that wouldn't have helped in this situation because he didn't even have a pal. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So it wouldn't have even helped in this situation. Good um, point. Yeah. Good catch. Craft guidelines 
for CFP staff to improve consistency in approval and disapproval or disapproval of PAL applications. Can you read that again? Craft guidelines for CFP staff to improve consistency in approval and disapproval of PALs, PAL applications. Hard pass because they're going to be more on the disapproval side. But again, the Nova Scotia bag of garbage did not have a PAL. That's right. And there's already guidelines on how on how to approve and disapprove PAL applications. And I actually, I think they work just fine the way they are. They do because current PAL holders are responsible for like less than 1% of all gun crimes or something like that. Like it's really small. Ridiculously low, yeah. Uh, set an auto review process for law enforcement PAL holders charged for interpersonal violence, I guess is what that abbreviation stands for. Well, again, that would not have stopped the Nova Scotia shooting. And I believe there's already provisions for that when our PAL holders are run through CPIC every 24 hours. Exactly. Um, Reese require ID to be submitted with PAL applications. Well, that would not have stopped the Nova Scotia shooter and that's already being done. Well, it's, I think they're thinking like with a passport, but it takes months and months to have your PAL application uh, approved. So you could be without your ID for many, many months. Um, again, that would not have stopped the Nova Scotia shooter. Better data sharing between uh, law enforcement agencies. Um, okay. Don't see how that would have stopped the Nova Scotia shooter. It wouldn't have stopped the Nova Scotia shooter, but still, um, where, like, can they expand on this? Like, uh, okay, immediate revocation of PAL for anyone charged with IPV, I guess that's interpersonal violence and hate crimes. I believe that's already on the books. Well, um, when they're just charged, no, because we're innocent until proven guilty in this country. So, so anyone charged, yeah, but I think that you, well, yeah, you don't, I don't think you lose your pal, but you definitely lose your guns until, um, and again, that would not have prevented this. Nope. Uh, suspension of PAL, even if charges are stayed or withdrawn until the PAL holder can prove they're not a danger. Well, there is no way that would have stopped the Nova Scotia shooter. And F you, Mr. Commissioner. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but you're going to keep my PAL after charges have been withdrawn? Until I can prove that I'm not a danger. Um, the charges were withdrawn. That's your proof, you asshole. 
Yeah. I'm sorry for swearing, but I'm angry. I am really, really angry. Um, and how the hell is someone supposed to prove they're not a danger? Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's like, well, you know, like, how about the fact that they had no, no, no evidence at all that that person was, you know, a danger and that's why they withdrew the the charges i mean come on this is bs i thought we were innocent until proven guilty but apparently not not if you're yeah. a gun owner if you're a gun owner you're guilty period full stop yeah um better consultation with indigenous groups what what yeah how would that have stopped the nova scotia shooter no kidding like what and what the hell is that <sighs> How about better consultation with Canadians? Um, better enforce, better enforcement of rules for surviving family members and enforced PAL acquisition or destruction. Like that that's a reactionary myth. That's not that's not preventative. How nope. how the hell would that have prevented the Nova Scotia shooter? Yeah, it wouldn't have. Um Mandate the police to stop gun smuggling. <laughs> Sorry, Canada, but uh, that that that's already their job. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess CBSA would be the first line of defense on that, but that's already your stinking job. And that it is not, their job. It would not have prevented the Nova Scotia shooter because, well, we keep saying it. He already got them across the border. Yeah, well, I mean, if the if the police and the CBSA were better at stopping the gun smuggling, maybe it would have stopped it from happening. So, yeah, great, great recommendation. Great recommendation, except there's no, I mean, that's already their job. Exactly. Like, God damn. Um, engage border towns to help the police stop the smuggling and encourage the U.S. to do this too. Oh, great vigilantism! Oh my God! So we'll set up a snitch line for people who possibly aren't even engaging in the activity. That's yeah. just great. And well, yeah. and you know what? Maybe that would have prevented. The Nova Scotia shooter, if someone had said, okay, that guy looks a little little sketchy, but I guess we don't know that one. So yeah. Well, so far there's um, what two, maybe three recommendations that actually make sense. And you're not done yet, are you? No, I am not done. Uh table legislation affirming gun ownership is a conditional privilege. Isn't that what the PAL is? Is conditional exactly. privilege? Like what the hell is going on? Like table legislation affirming gun ownership is a privilege. Yeah, that's what the PAL is. It's a, if that PAL is taken away, I lose my privilege of owning guns. Like, come on. Like, why are they recommending things that are already on the books? Well, and what they, of course, are glossing over is that driving is a privilege and that's why we have a driver's license. So yeah. let's, uh, you know, that. They, those two things are equal. If you don't have a driver's license, you lose your privilege to drive. And if you commit a crime and your pal is taken away, you lose your privilege to own a firearm. Again, yeah. that would not have stopped the Nova Scotia shooting. 
No, it would not because he didn't have a pal and he got his guns illegally. Uh, National education campaign on how to report gun owners for safety concerns. Snitch line. Yeah, snitch line, but also a national education campaign. So basically, they're going to be telling the general public or kids in school, because they'll probably roll this out in schools as well, They'll, they're going to be telling Canadian citizens how gun owners are potential killers. And so yeah. if you if you know a gun owner, report them. Yeah, wow. So, uh, well, and you're right. And you, by your very words, a gun owner, well, we already know that the Nova Scotia shooter was not a gun owner because he had to go to the States for his guns. So again, yeah. That would not have prevented the Nova Scotia shooting. No. And here's the one that has gone unspoken so far, but you have said many times, create a national firearms hotline. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that would have done so much to prevent the Nova Scotia shooting. Not. Yeah. And I'm down to the last one. Support storage laws, enforce storage within homes, secure and subsidize storage facilities for owners in areas where storage is challenging. We already have storage laws and storage facilities. Go blank yourselves. Um, My firearms stay locked up in my own cases. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I am not trusting a government-funded central storage facility to let me have my guns when I want them. Well, exactly. And again, that would not have prevented the Nova Scotia shooting for reasons we've already stated. No. And how would they enforce storage laws in people's homes? It says to enforce the storage laws. Well, how are you going to do that? Because... That would require Canada-wide like search warrants on every on 2.2 million people. Yeah. Like, are you effing kidding me? Like this this list of recommendations is the biggest pile of shit I have seen in a long time. And I've seen a lot of shit. Well, and like you said earlier in, in uh, our discussion, this is just bill c21 amendments resurfacing so uh yeah we wasted our money on this commission oh absolutely and this commission cost 20 million dollars jeez and they ignored every single firearms expert that testified well of course they did and every basically every single recommendation they made would have made no difference in the nova scotia shooting incident Nothing would have happened. Nothing would have stopped that. From any of the recommendations made, nothing would have stopped it. Period. Yep, it's ridiculous. So now we've wasted $20 million in almost three years just to have, well, a a, a government-appointed commissioner parrot the government legislation. Yeah, which, how much do you want to bet, Tony? How much do you want to bet? There is a new amendment ready to go, and it's going to parrot everything that was just I just read out. 
Oh, yeah. Well, and that's easy to, to do because, as you said, a lot of that was already from those amendments. So they'll just reintroduce those and tweak a little bit. And, oh, man. And they'll, and they'll use the commission report as their reason. And, and you're going to have a portion of the country just blindly support it because, oh, the commissioner or, or the, you know, the commission recommended this. They know what they're talking about. No, they don't. They don't know what they're talking about. They're a bunch of bloody idiots who know nothing about firearms. They know nothing about hunting. They know nothing about anything that they were talking about. They don't even know anything about the PAL program. They don't know anything about the RPAL program. Nothing. They're morons. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take all that back. I am going to say exactly what Rod Giltaka of the CCFR said on our show, and that is these are bad and evil people. They know exactly what they're doing. This is this is not this is not people who don't know what they're talking about. They do know what they're talking about. They are doing this on purpose. They are using us as as they're using us, and I mean us as in firearms owners. They're using us as um, chess pieces, and they are using us as a scapegoat, and they're using us to punish. And they are bad and evil people. And I mean, I, I don't know what other evidence we need. I mean, the commission report is parroting C21. It's parroting the, the, uh, uh, the recommendations in the amendment that uh, was introduced back in December, I think it was. And then it was, then it was uh, revoked in January or February. Um, this is... They're... Yeah, they're just bad and evil people, period. Yeah, actually, uh, as you were talking there, yeah, you're right. They are bad people. And what they've done is they've just allowed for the liberal talking point of we need to take all the guns. Now, before you start saying we're crazy and yes, we know Lewis is passionate on the firearms issue, but you had said in this show a couple of months back and it was just sort of a comment in passing you had made and you talked about yeah they want to take all of our guns and it wasn't a fact that it was just the firearms issue you you'd actually said the words it's not just they want to take our guns it's what it represents and here it is i mean yes these are bad people mr giltaka was right and not only do they want to take our guns, they want control. And that's why they want to take our guns. And anybody out there that has guns that are not registered, which is a lot of people, because a lot of people bought them after 2014, I believe it was, when the gun registry was finally scrapped, yeah. the long gun registry. I, I would suggest all of you people um, make those guns go away for a while until the authorities... Uh, quit sniffing around because that's exactly what's going to happen if these recommendations are implemented and you know damn well with trudeau in charge and jagmeet same with you know uh, i can't really say the words i'd want to say about him at the moment but you know damn well that he will eagerly back this up if well when the trudeau government decides they want to implement these recommendations and i'm sure they'll do them carte blanche it's uh it's a scary time for firearms owners, Canada. That's simple. Yeah, which, and if, see, firearms owners are the first ones they go after. Every single time. 
they're going to go after the firearms owners. And then when the, when they've got what they need from the firearms owners, they're going to move on to somebody else. They're going to move on to people who own gas cars, uh, you know, because they're going to ban all the gas cars. So, you know, if, when, when they've got all the guns, they're going to move on to the gas cars and then they're going to start taking your gas cars away. Like you, it, it, anybody who thinks that I'm wrong on this, um, all you got to do is look at history. They don't stop after one group of people. They move on to the next group of people after that. And it happens every single time. I mean, this is this should be alarming to all Canadians, not just firearms owners, to all Canadians. Because you're right. When you said that I was right. The... <laughs> <laughs> it it is it's what it represents it's not just about guns it's about everything that they are trying to do to us right now They're it's trying about to our take, freedom it is it's about our freedom and we're not going to have any left if trudeau keeps if he if he remains in power like we need to get this guy out of office and and i and like, and I've said this before, I don't know what the hell is wrong with certain places in this country, like Ontario and Quebec, who don't understand what they're trying to do. I mean, only dictators and ha have ever removed all the guns from a country. Uh, only, only dictators censor the general public which you know they've they're doing that to us too i mean this is about our freedom this is about you know our the quality of life in our country because without freedom there is no quality of life and no. and if everybody thinks oh yeah taking all the guns away is going to make our quality of life go up no no it won't because they're just going to keep taking other things away from us guns are the easiest thing to take because there's support for it. And once they take away the guns, they move on to the next thing they're going to take away. Yeah, well, I mean, and they're they're taking away our freedom of speech already. So once they get the guns, then they censor our, our freedom of speech, which they're already trying to do. Okay, remember Canada back in 2015 when Justin Trudeau was campaigning at that women's night fundraiser in Toronto when he said he admires China's basic dictatorship well, here you go. He's trying to emulate that basic dictatorship. He's controlling the media with the media bailouts. He's controlling the messaging with Bill C-11 to censor the internet. And soon he's going to try to control Canadians' abilities to defend themselves by taking away all the firearms so that only police and criminals will have them. And well, you want to ask yourself what's next? Because you just said it, Lewis. They don't stop with just the one thing. And we've already rattled off three. And yeah, it would be the gas cars because they want everybody to go all electric. Well, what's next? Oh, well, we need to take fireplaces away because burning wood pollutes the environment. It's so bad for soot in the air. Then, then it's your gas stove. Whoops, they've already talked about that. And yeah, these yeah. are bad people. I really thank Rod Giltaka for putting that phrase in our heads because I haven't forgotten it since. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, here's something else that they haven't mentioned. 
the people who had an interactions with the Nova Scotia shooter during his rampage, the only people who survived their interactions with him had guns. Good point. And the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And that, and that good guy can't always be a cop because they're not where you, when they're not available when you need the most of the time. I mean, you need, you need to have a gun available to you to be able to protect yourself. And it's, and I, and I think it's total, you know, BS that in Canada, if you use a firearm to defend yourself in your own home, you get charged. I mean, it, this, this country is ass backwards and it's, it's getting more ass backwards every day that passes. And I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of it. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, no, I hear you. So, uh, well, Canada, uh, if you want to look up the Mass Casualty Commission, you can actually find all these recommendations that Lewis just read off and share this show with your friends. Share this with anybody in the firearms community. This is absolute insanity. And you're right, Lewis, it's just Bill C-21 amendments all over again. And I, the, the activist side of me says, you better get a hold of your MPs and tell them to hard pass because this is BS. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I don't know what else we got to do. I mean, firearms owners across the country engaged in letter writing campaigns last fall. Uh, you know, I mean, it was it was successful in getting the amendment removed, but not C twenty one. And C twenty one is, I mean, a lot of what was what I read off is in C twenty one. And it was like this commission, they, it was like this commission's uh, uh, marching papers were to just reinforce legislation that they already had on the books, just so that the general public would support that legislation. And it wasn't at all supposed to do what it's supposed to be doing. I mean, it, it reads like that. It reads like, like a liberal policy book like it doesn't it doesn't read like a like an actual commission report recommendations like it, those recommendations don't read like like meaningful recommendations they read like a policy book i mean and that, and that's if we spent 20 million dollars in 3 years to just to try and get public support for a liberal bill then i mean the yeah i mean i th i think that's what it was well and there's a, there's a precedent for this i mean when you look at the freedom convoy in, inquiry it's again it was here is what you will find and you know work backwards from there so that you can find it and that seems yeah. to be what's happened here you need to find what we tell you to find Absolutely. and and then just it's up to you to justify it well we can't yep. keep doing this canada we keep going down this road we're going to be china we're going to be cambodia yep absolutely absolutely you said it you, you said it perfectly it's ridiculous 
All right, we're going to leave it there, Canada. Uh, get a hold of your MPs. Get get a hold of CCFR. Get a hold of the CCSA, and do everything we can to stop this because we cannot let C21 creep into our our lives, no matter what sneaky way this government tries to get it in there. Yeah, agreed. All right, so thanks for joining us, Canada. And until next time, which will be this weekend, it is Tony in Saskatchewan. And Lewis in BC. Good night. Good night, Canada.